0: Today's episode is sponsored by Relief Factor. Pain from everyday living, exercise, or just getting older is one of the leading causes of trips to the doctor and sleepless nights. It interferes with daily activities and can even keep us from spending time with people we love. If you have everyday pain, it stands to reason you need something you can feel comfortable with taking every day. That's why doctors invented a hundred percent drug-free relief factor. Now tens of thousands of customers are using Relief Factor every day to become mostly or completely pain free. 100% do- drug-free Relief factors features four key ingredients that each work on a different metabolic pathway to support your body's natural healing process to respond to pain and inflammation. Now you can try to Relief Factor too. The three-week quick start retail price of almost $70 is now available to our listeners for just $19.95. So head to the link in our show notes to find out more. Start your journey to a better health and less pain today with Relief Factor. <laughs> bookworm citrus tv
1: <laughs> what's up guys it's mj welcome to the podcast i hope everybody's having a fantastic memorial day um let's also just try not to forget what this day is for if you celebrate you know whatever that kind of thing um but yeah i hope you guys are having great barbecues hot dogs hamburgers that kind of thing and just remembering those that have lost their lives in the military that kind of thing okay my spiel is over stevie <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of what is going on with me that's important nothing really I'm writing again but I can't tell you guys what I'm writing yet so I feel like just talking about it is just like teasing you all so like tea-
0: <laughs> keeping it a secret for a little bit longer uh Stevie what's going on in the book world for you um tomorrow next in line releases well today by the time you're hearing this next in line is out by Jay Bankston which is book five I believe in the cake series what day is this release? Tomorrow. Okay.
1: And if you hear this tomorrow, tomorrow, there's two days to the release of A Gorgeous Villain by Saffron Kent. The book is phenomenal. I've already read it. It's amazing. You need to read it. Chef Kisses. Penelope Douglas's uh, Thrice Six Venom comes out June 3rd. So if you like a good female female, you better hit that
0: up. Uh, Southern Heat by Natasha Madison comes out. June 1st which is book six I believe in the southern series who knows at this point because she's in next gen and there's so many of them um I think that's it for right now I'm currently reading trying to finish up the knocked up anthology which has taken my mind on a roller coaster I'm not really sure which way I'm going yet <clears throat> <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to Nikki Ash for doing what she did <laughs>
1: for real um but yeah i don't think there's really anything interesting going on me in the in oh june 23rd prepare yourselves for something amazing
0: what's happening june
1: 23rd june it's nothing it's a june 23rd i'm dropping something really cool on on our website and i think everybody's gonna love it and i'm really excited to see what people think um and I'll have more information about that actually tomorrow I'll be posting it on my Instagram I'll be announcing it tomorrow so I'm super excited about it
0: it's really funny that I worked for you and didn't know what it was
1: at first (laughs) yeah yeah uh so yeah that's super exciting but I think that's it for me in the book world and if that's it for you you want to go ahead and jump right in and talk to our special guest yes okay let's get on over there Kat Singleton is an author who developed a passion for reading and writing at a young age. When writing stories, she strives to write an authentically raw love story for her characters. She feels that no book is complete without some angst and emotional turmoil before her characters can live out there happily ever after. She lives in Kansas with her husband, her baby boy, and her two doodles. In her spare time, you can find her survive- surviving off iced coffee, sneaking a few pages of her current read, and sneaking a few pages of her current read. If you're a fan of angsty, emotional, contemporary romance, then you'll love a Kat Singleton book. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Cat Singleton,
0: welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends. Meanwhile, her face is turning really red. <laughs>
2: i'm seriously like panicking inside but i'm so excited to be here we're so i'm
1: so excited we're so excited to have you kat we love you thank you those of you who don't know kat is a very important member of our sure. MC, of our motorcycle globe <laughs> yeah. I see um, what you mean. oh shit what is it oh <laughs> I, I was like oh crap i can't cuss and i was like wait just kidding i can uh, what <laughs> I is can what i want kat what? What is it that we, what position did we give Kat? Oh, I don't remember now. It was like, no, no, no. no. You're the, um, you're the enforcer. That's what it is. <laughs> like
2: most like
1: timid person,
2: but I'm fine.
1: Oh no. Oh no. You're not listening. Cat, no, <laughs> Cat is a liar. Cat is a liar. Cat can pop off the handle. Cat's the enforcer because she'd fuck anybody up that messed with any of us. And then I'm the chaplain which means I'm your spiritual, I'm the spiritual guide of the group. Any and all spiritual needs are taken care of through me.
2: <laughs> yes, you are taking us through it. And Congrats. Stevie is vice president.
0: <laughs> yes, I am. I keep everybody in line.
2: <laughs> pretty we much. Sure do. Pretty we much. Pretty all much. together.
1: So Kat, what, how are you? How are things where you're at? What are you doing right now?
2: I'm good. I am, as you guys know, finally on summer, which Stevie's probably really happy about because she's my PA and I can finally get the things done. (laughs) Um, So I'm doing good. I feel accomplished. Today was like my first like real day, getting back to things and like kind of doing the schedule that I want to do for the summer to get some other things done. And I feel like I knocked a lot out. So I'm doing good. My baby like five months today and I just feel like he's huge. He's getting way too big, but also he's so fun. So, congratulations to you! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I still feel I'm not a mom. Like really, I'm responsible for a child, but it's fine.
1: (laughs) It's me. That's why I don't want (laughs) to be. That's why I want to be a child. I don't want to be a mom yet because I don't think I'm ready for that kind of responsibility.
0: All while she's getting ready to release the damn book. Yeah, I wrote all the vlog with a newborn. So
1: she's an she's an MVP like that.
0: So. Kat, let's
1: talk a little bit about your books before we move into some reading and writing questions. My question for you is: Is you write, as you said in your intro, angsty books? Right? You like books that hurt a little bit. So why is that? Why? What inspired you to want to write books like that?
2: I feel like I my husband calls me crazy, but I love to like cry, whether it's watching a movie, reading a book, like. I want it to make me cry. Like I, it doesn't make me cry. Like there are some things that I like that don't make me emotional and they're still great. But for the most part, like all my favorite shows all my favorite movies, books, whatever. They make me cry. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm crazy, but I love the feeling of just that like gut wrenching, like, like feeling, you know, in your gut, in your heart. And I wanted to know like, there's going to be some kind of happily ever after, but like, I want it to hurt to get there. So I think I've always just been that way. Like for as long as I could remember, I I just liked to cry when it didn't really involve my real life. You know? We're preaching to the choir
1: over here. <laughs> we love to cry. We love to cry. Crying is like one of the most cathargic
2: things ever when you're yeah, reading it's not your real life, you know? So like, it's good to cry, but it's nothing that's, you know, actually hurting
1: you. Exactly. It's like, I'm not going through this shit, but God almighty, I like crying about these other characters who are going through this stuff.
0: (laughs) Exactly right. Especially when the authors put them through some shit.
1: (laughs) We're going to talk about your backlist and then we'll talk about your current work in progress. But um, my question for your um, later books is, earlier books, not later, earlier books is out of all of those, which one would you say has the most
2: angst? I think, this, like, does this Found It On Goodbye count? Like, my the one releases this month, or... That's fine. That's fine. I would think Found It On Goodbye is the angstiest, and then it would be, um, as far as ones that are out, like, when this podcast comes out, mm-hmm. uh, The Consequence of Loving Me, which is my debut. That one's a whole lot angstier than the second book that I wrote, so... And more emotional I mean that one I, I think every reader that ever messages me they're like I bawl my eyes out how dare you do this? how dare you do this and I'm like
0: well you're welcome sorry I <laughs> used a whole box of tissues for it
2: <laughs> I know I still get really mad about what I did because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone but I have sometimes have regrets Mm-mm, maybe I shouldn't have done that but
1: listen did mm-hmm. you commit like an unholy crime in my eyes i don't know you'll have to Stevie, see she out. commit like an unholy crime in my eyes
0: no comment
2: <laughs> oh my god yeah okay. my, my uh graphic designer ashley let's just say like i think every day she reminds me of what i did and why she can't forgive me for it so this is what we should start
0: referencing as some of these unholy crimes in mj's eyes is when somebody molly mcadams a character <laughs> oh my
2: god yes I love that term Are you Molly McAdams a person I might have but in my defense her her. like I feel like it served the purpose like the character is not who she is if she hadn't have gone through this and I tried I tried my hardest to write and plot as if maybe that that thing didn't happen but like I just couldn't i couldn't I do
1: it oh my god why, why do y'all gotta do me like this
2: and then what happened got a pretty cool like novella and i just like really really got to rip at some people because you know they know what ends up happening and yeah so i'm sorry i can't believe you <laughs> i'm just really really impressed that i just came up with this
0: term and i'm gonna i'm i i'm going to make sure molly knows that i'm using this term for trade her. market
2: put the tms to <laughs>
1: yes. it trademark it um okay so since you brought up fog let's talk a little bit about where you're working on now currently at the moment okay you're working on I keep calling it fog it's called founded on goodbye now this is a little bit it's a little different I think this is what I really love about this book is that it is it is very different because it's not really a rock star romance it's a pop star romance so tell me why you wanted to do that instead of like a typical you know typical like grunge guy Okay.
2: So, I feel like in Rockstar Romance, which I love Rockstar Romance, like love it, but I feel like it's kind of a given that some of those, you know, like the rockstar has a tortured past and, you know, is dealing with some problems with their fame. But as I kind of developed the idea for Fog or Found it on Goodbye. I I need to call it Found on Goodbye. Um I was thinking about I feel like if you think of like the Justin Beavers of the world like the you know I this is from a guy's standpoint so I'm gonna talk about guys but the guys that grow up so far in the limelight with so much pressure and become pop stars and like they're probably kind of messed up like they yeah. go through a lot like they their whole childhood is you know fame and at age like 14 these people become kind of you know like they're on every teen girl's wall. And then they become like, kind of like a sex symbol before they're not even like, you know, 18. And there's like all these different things. I'm like, I'm sure if you got in all these people's heads, Justin Bieber, people like that, they're probably a little messed up. And I understand, I would be too. So I was like, when I first developed Fog or when I was thinking of the plot and you know what I wanted to happen, it was going to be rock star. But then I was like, I don't feel, I don't, I didn't feel like that was right. I didn't feel like that was the character that I wanted to write. So I was like, wait a second, it's going to be a pop star and we're going to, you know, kind of switch it up. And he's supposed to be a kind of a cleaner image to people, but also like, he's not because he's messed up. He's grown up in the limelight, you know, and he's single. And now that he's old enough, he's gone from like 14 to 24 in the limelight and you know he's dating and all these different things and he's kind of like a playboy now and I just wanted to write from that standpoint of someone who's kind of supposed to be like you know someone who is singing to not you know people that are rock fans but like young girls and things like that and kind of playing up on that so that's how I got that idea
1: people it's like a a Harry Styles one direction moment
2: yeah is it yeah
1: people oh yeah I love me some one direction I feel like people who grow up in a limelight become really jaded because of the life that they have to live like if you like notice the social media presence of somebody who is like say like a Justin Bieber or like a One Direction when they're that when they're young it's like so much more prominent to the point where now they hardly ever you know post on social media except for their music because they're just so jaded from like everything
2: One, oh. well, if you think about it too like I feel like a lot of rock stars or like rock star romances like they didn't really grow up in that like they become famous like whether it's in high school or like right out of high school like in college if like typically it's like when they're in college and they like make it big but I'm like no I want to write from the viewpoint of someone that's you know got thrown into this at a very young age and like how much being famous at a young age can kind of fuck, fuck can I allow to cuffs mess yeah, you, you
1: up. She'll <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Kind of> like <laughs> fuck you up. Like I don't know. Like I can't imagine if I think of who I was at 14 or I think he's 12 or I don't know. He's younger when he first like gets noticed as an boy band. And I'm like, dude, if I had to grow up in front of that many people, like there would be no hope. <laughs> like oh, yeah. absolutely no hope for me. No um, go for me. So
0: yeah. I know, I'm, I know I'm older than both of you, and that is completely okay. But it reminds me of does anybody remember the band Dream Street?
2: Mm,
0: the band no. that Jesse McCartney was in.
2: Jesse yes. McCartney was in a band? Yes, he was
0: in a boy band. What? Yes, love So those. they yeah. were in a he was in a boy band with Chris Truesdale. Um I but there was one of them that actually died. Oh, because mm. of, as a result to, a lot of the stuff that had happened, yeah, growing up in the limelight, and I mean they were like this band that was like a one hit wonder, so they weren't really known. And then Jess McCartney kind of like went off. He went off, and then did and then, it
1: then just- he wrote a bop that'll continue to be a bop for the rest of my life,
2: right? I don't want
1: to no know anything. I don't want just anyone.
0: anyone to hold that is my jam
2: oh yes but
0: that—but that's exactly what happened to them is that is that limelight kind of dated it, yeah. a lot of them and then they got gotten to fame got to their heads and I think a lot of jealousy came from it because once one song didn't do any better Jess McCartney kind of went and did Beautiful Soul in Summerland and
2: Yeah. Well,
0: I, mean, think about,
2: I forgot all about Summerland. Oh my God.
0: When you think oh about the
1: pressure that they must have because they're in the public eye all the time, you know, like uh, yeah. I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. So I
2: can imagine having it at like the age that I am now, let alone being younger. Younger, so. yeah.
1: So that's now it. We talked about the uniqueness of kind of of Nash himself his name is Nash and that alone should tell you how hot he is so um now that we've talked about that let's talk about the fact that not only is he unique but this entire story is kind of like unique like and the blurb is dropped and you kind of get a pretty good idea of like what happens and you get the idea of the title founded on goodbye so I know that in most pop star, rock star, romance genre thing or whatever, usually the guy's like breaking the girl's heart, you know? Like, usually it's like the guy that's like out to, you know, shatter some organ pieces. But in this this situation, it's not like that. So where did this idea come from that she was going to, you know, be hired to kind of fuck him all up?
2: Okay, so this story actually happened very organically in my head like I feel like a lot of times I have to sit down and, like really think a story through and this one just like came at me at once like yeah. I was okay we need to slow down we need to slow our roll I need to process this but my husband and I are in the car one day and this was years ago and I can't even remember who we were listening to like what artist but I remember saying, like, I feel like this song would be way better if you could tell, like, they are writing it and singing it from a broken heart. Yeah. And then kind of, like, talked about it a little bit more and then let it simmer in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. I could write a story about this because, you know, you think of all of the, like, great musicians out there. And, like, Adele, Taylor Swift, people like that, um, Sam, not Sam Hunt, I guess Sam Hunt, but Sam Smith... Like, I feel like you hear their songs and you're like, damn, like, I know that they wrote that with like their heart, like when pieces on the floor as they wrote yeah. this music. And so I'm like, what if I write a story about this guy who was famous, made this awesome album with a broken heart, went, you know, platinum, whatever the terminology is. Yeah. And then he continues to write songs in the lackluster because, he's now jaded after having a broken heart. He's not going to put himself in that position again. And now his songs kind of suck because of it, because he's not writing from that place anymore Yeah, and things like that. And so that's kind of how fog came to be, um, in my head. And so I knew that there had to be a way that his heart had to be broken. And I knew that it would have to be like a forced circumstance. Like he couldn't just For this, you know, because the title came at me right away, which is not something that typically happens for me. Typically, titles are like the bane of my existence. (laughs) Titles herbs me. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't. Um, But found it on goodbye, came into my head, and I'm like, okay, like how like this is what I want, the story I want to tell, like what's going to have to happen. I'm like, okay, somehow, like people want his heart to be broken again. How can I make that happen? And I'm like, okay, maybe like a girl's being told to break his heart, but how could that happen kind of organically because I still want this character that is jaded because of what's happened to him in his past. So then I was like, bam, she's going to be a dancer on his tour. And then she's going to, you know, be hired to be like a double agent, I guess, like, (laughs) you know, hire or to get close to him, try and break his heart. So then he can write better music. So, and I just, I wanted, you know, again, I love rockstar romances. I love the kind of play of like the heroine is there to kind of like babysit I feel like it's typically what it is you know but I'm always wanting to kind of think how could I make this unique and how could I kind of like switch the roles like I love
1: it I love it it's unique and it's iconic and I'm I haven't read anything like it before and I love a good rock star romance but I feel like I'm a lot pickier on my rock star romances than like anybody ever like Have you guys, I have no idea who it's by, but the book is called Stoned. And the guy, and the cover's beautiful. The cover's beautiful. I'm going to have to look it up on Goodreads. Recommendation for everybody in the room, including the people that are listening, okay? Right. It's Stoned by uh, Maddie Beck, and it's the number, it's the first one in her Wrecked series. And the guy's name is Stone Lockhart, right? And he, he's like been with this girl named Willow, like, since high school, like she's been there before the fame and you know all of it, right? Mm-hmm. It is if you like angst and you like to cry, this book fucked me up. Oh, that's my kind of book. It is so emotionally gut riching and I feel like that's like what you were going for when you were reading when you were writing Fog, because I'm halfway through Fog, people. But um, uh, one by Al Jackson too. I think that's what you were going for, and I really like the way it's going so far, and I can't wait for people to read it, but this stoned book it's really it's really sad like she ends up falling into like drugs and alcohol and willow you know ends up leaving him and there's some other unfortunate things that happen and he calls her birdie his songbird and like i'm a sucker for a cute fucking nickname (laughs) like because you wrote one i immediately die in a puddle on the floor if the guy has a cute nickname for the girl like, and if it's like, if it's unique, it, even better. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love a good honey or a darling or whatever, or a babe, but like yeah. you got something like a little bird or, you know, whatever. I'm like, I, I love it. I love it. It's the best. So moving forward from that, what I'm going to let Stevie ask you our movie, usual movie questions about Founder
0: do okay. okay see Okay. So,
1: don't you worry. Don't you worry. If,
0: so if founded on goodbye was picked up for a tv or movie who would you cast as the roles
2: oh man that's hard because i kind of picked the cover model and like the image for It on goodbye before i started writing it so i feel like i didn't really ever use um use you know famous people as like the inspiration as far as like actors like again I'd say he doesn't look like Justin Bieber in my head but Justin Bieber is like personality who I keep coming to but I feel like if I could have I mean Harry Styles like Sean Mendez, I know that those aren't actors I guess Harry Styles is getting an actor Harry Styles is an actor baby um I feel I feel like I would do that. I'm trying to think of anyone else that's like explicitly just an actor that I would choose. Uh,
1: what about that guy? By, okay, so when I'm reading, so I'm reading Frog yeah. right now, and the guy that I'm kind of picturing in my head is the dude who was on another Cinderella
0: story. Not the one with Selena Gomez. The one, so, uh, the for this third one, the one with Lucy. Um, the one with Lucy Hale. I wrote him his name, but I know who you're talking about. The blonde haired guy.
1: It's like another it's like a song one and I don't know what it, it was called. once upon a Once Upon a Song. Yes. Let me let me look at it. I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna get this actor's name and you're gonna look him up, Kat, and you're gonna tell me if you think this might be it. Okay. I um I really liked him in that one. His name is Freddie Stroma. And now obviously listen, you gotta look at him in who else did he play? He played somebody else.
2: He was on that uh show, Unreal. Was not oh, okay. he?
1: Okay. Yes. Now listen. He looks clean cut in these pictures when you Google him, but if you put him in like a fucking leather jacket and a white t-shirt, I swear to God. Yeah,
0: I, I could see, see it, it. Perfect too. Huh? He was in Pitch Perfect too.
1: Yeah, I see him when I when I'm reading. That's the kind of vibe Nash gives me, and he's hot, so I'm fine.
2: He's with actually him. British too. He's very hot. Um. Yeah, he's got one here in like in a beanie that I feel like totally gives off Nash vibes.
1: I love a good beanie moment. Trust me, I love a good beanie moment. Okay, what is, this is gonna be our last uh, question about your book specifically, and then we'll move into some reading and writing questions. What would you say is the theme song of Founded on Goodbye? If you'd only pick one song for it to play, do the entire book, what would it be?
2: I Really Wish I Hated You by Blink-182 i for it. Ooh,
1: Blink 182.
2: At the time, I think that's the title of it. Um, it's on my playlist. I have to create a yeah. I really wish I hated you, Blink 182. I have to create a playlist for every book that um, I write, and that one. I mean, I think half of Found All Goodbye was written listening to that song. There's a couple others that were really important for it, but I really wish I hated you by Blink 182 is like the song for mm-hmm. fog.
1: All right heard it here first ladies yeah. and
2: gentlemen oh listen go find the playlist <laughs> you can
1: um so moving for toward blah, 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 blah. moving towards writing questions when did you realize that you first wanted to be an author slash writer
2: so I feel like I go back and forth on this because like as a child I loved writing like to this day I remember the first thing that I ever wrote and it was I was a total horse kid as a like, kid like I had horses I grew up with horses and I remember I wrote this story around Christmas about this little girl getting a bridle which is like what you put over the horse's face and I was so excited about it and I wrote like it was long if I remember about this about a bridle and this little girl just getting that and so for a long time all through elementary school I feel like I wrote a lot And then I got into high school, and I didn't really write ever. Um, I took creative writing and things like that. But I just, I was more of a reader than I was a writer. And I was an avid reader. I mean, reading so many books so quickly. And then I graduated, and I kind of I would think of more ideas and kind of like snippets from books, but like not like the total plot of a book, you know, just like, I think it'd be so romantic if a guy said this, or if she did this, or she said this and things like that. Um, So I've kind of gone like back and forth. And then I was a blogger for a very long time and reading so many books. And I just like could not stop getting certain stories out of my head. And I'm like, no one has written this. Like, these are my characters in my head. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write them. And so I kind of like
1: kind of went with the quote. I cannot remember who it was who said this quote, but it's like, um, when you get to the point where you're looking for a book, that's not on a shelf, write it yourself.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think you kind of just like lived that moment and that's, that's awesome.
2: And the first book I wrote will never see the light of day. It just sits on a file in my computer. Let Let it see the light of day. No, I don't think so. It's a high school one too, which I can't imagine. Like, I don't know, but I I don't know. I'm going to pry it from your dead. I'm going
1: to
0: pry it from your hands. (laughs) I
2: don't know. I just
0: really, I don't think I could. This is what you do when we go in our writing retreat, (gasps) which MJ and I are so about going to to Gatlinburg and these like tree houses. We're going to go. We're going to make you read it to us or we're going to steal your laptop and we're going to read it.
2: We're going to get her drunk and steal It, it. yeah i have anxiety thinking of it like i i don't know i just i think it's a cool idea and i definitely think it's unique i don't know if it's too like unique and niche like i don't know i just love the
1: idea of all of us like hulling up in like some cabin in the middle of nowhere and just buying a shit ton of groceries and alcohol and just not leaving for like a whole last week
2: my dream vacation
0: i got cards against humanity she can get wild. I work during
1: the day and then pl- and then like do stupid shit at night oh it would be amazing it's like an adult woman sleepover and I love it,
0: and it we're so- gonna do the tree houses
1: oh yeah y'all gonna have to keep me from falling out of them when I get intoxicated um <laughs> are you a plotter of pantser or a planter
2: oh I'd say I'm more of a pantser um I definitely have a very very rough outline of what I want to happen in the story and like where I want it to go but for the most part I have to pants I try to be a plotter because I feel like I could write quicker Mm -hmm. if I plotted because I sometimes get stuck and kind of have to like work it out in my head for a couple of days but that's just not me right now I can't I can't do it and I'm trying to convert everybody to Scrivener so they all become
1: planters like
2: me see and I have Scrivener and if you look at my first like in fog you know you can like write on the notebooks you know on scrivener the little note cards not notebooks yeah so for every chapter i tried doing that i'm like and nash will do this and this will be their conversation and like this is how i want it to end and like i did that for every single one of the chapters for fog let me tell you if i went back and compared it right now it they're just totally different what happened in the story is totally different so there was like a week of my time that just went bye-bye because Mm -hmm. i didn't listen
1: You spend so much, I mean, I think that's how I do it. I mean, I think I plot just to like cure my anxiety of not plotting, you know, not feeling like I have the things like organized or whatever, because my thoughts get all over the place. But I feel like you feel you, you spend so much time building these characters and giving them life that when you start writing a book, it's kind of just like, okay, I made you guys, but now it's like your turn to like, tell me how you want the story to go. And so then you just go with it. However it goes, it goes.
2: I do spend a lot, like an extensive amount of time, like creating a Pinterest board, like pinning things, deleting things, pinning things, and like a playlist. I'll do those for a very long time, which I feel like is a huge part of my creative process. Like there is nothing on my boards by the time I start writing that I don't have a specific idea of like why that's on there. Same with songs. So I kind of feel like that's my way of plotting extensively. And then when it comes to the actual writing and dialogue, it's just like, Let's see what you guys are going to do today. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I'm just going to let y'all off the chain and y'all just do what y'all want to do. Yep. So do you have any interesting writing quirks when you're writing, like eating Twizzlers or like wearing the same hoodie? Also, my husband is playing Call of Duty. So if you hear something, please God ignore it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) my first question to you is do you do twizzlers i know that you do the sweatshirt but i've always heard in the podcast yeah, i do twizzlers and i'm like is that your tick like do you eat twizzlers no, don't right? eat
1: Twizzlers. But I I do
2: sour candy, eat sour candy. <laughs> i feel like you say that all the time and i'm like maybe that's what she does um well, i have,
1: have like a sour candy like a lemon head and then i have to have this same sweatshirt
0: okay but it's have- washed guys it's washed it's washed
1: i wash it like after like i don't know like two days Something
2: like that um First of all, I feel like I can't write in a bra. Like I've tried it and I hate it. <laughs> That's the best it.
0: one I've ever heard. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: I feel like I just can't. And then I have to have some kind of like flavored drink. Like I drink an excessive amount of water a day. But when I write, like I don't want just water. I want my coffee or I, want, I drink propels like crazy. So like a flavored propel. Other than not, I feel like I'm kind of boring. I just sit down and write, but I don't want to wear a bra.
1: I mean, I don't think that's boring. I don't think it's boring. I think it's very nice not having to... I don't like wearing a bra either. I don't ever... I'm in a part of the itty-bitty titty committee, so it's not like it would even matter if I wore one. <laughs> um, I was blessed with itty-bitty titties, with mosquito bites. I'm not even... Oh, mad. my God. So, what do you like to do when you're not writing?
2: And uh, playing with Decker? I know. Things have changed all the way I have a kid. Honestly, I feel like I kind of like I just love to lay in bed and read my book or like watch something like I am a total binge watcher and binge reader like I just want to like commit a day where I don't have to leave other than to eat um so that's really it like I'm boring I'd love to say like I love to go running but like you will never catch me running in my life um (laughs) me (laughs) you guys have seen me on the Peloton before that's like I'm trying to make that a hobby but that's again like
0: Peloton's like. the most relaxing thing I've ever watched in my entire life
2: oh I love that God, you God. find it relaxing I feel like I'm dying on it so
1: I I was gonna say something and it was important and it was about what you do when you're writing what you like not to do like when you're not right oh I feel like people like obviously being an author is not something that's exactly physically strenuous you know but yeah. like We're if you very like, strenuous yeah but it's like and it's like oh but you just stay at the house on your computer all day so like how can you be tired but it's like I'm not only like sitting at this house staring at the computer like I'm trying to come up with unique. like my brain is fried that not only is. am I writing but like you have to you have to dedicate like so much time to marketing and scheduling and planning and there's like a lot that goes into it so
2: it's exhausting it's tiring to- it's so tiring like my I'm- brain at the end of it I'm done I'm out for the I hour. don't want to do it anymore I am a total foodie. Like I love to go out and eat and just find different places to eat and have food. I mean, I could eat. Her husband
0: cooks the most amazing looking food ever. For real yeah. space. And if we ever come visit, he's just going to have to cook the whole time.
2: Well, all <laughs> all of of us. He loves to cook for people. He would totally be down for that. I'm here for visit. I mean, so- kids is not really exciting, but you're welcome anytime.
1: <laughs> so my uh, last writing question is, what does your family think about your writing and have any of them read your books?
2: well no one knows that i really write books except <gasps> my are you living a secret life cat i mean i guess kind of yeah honestly when i released my first book i was just like nothing's going to come of this like it's yeah. you know and so i didn't really tell anybody because i don't know i just no i wasn't embarrassed um but i just was like i don't know like i wasn't successful obviously yet And so I didn't really want to tell people. And then it's just kind of become this like thing that nobody really knows. I don't know. If I ever quit my job, I would probably tell people, I just like have a job that, you know, as a teacher, I feel like I can't have people know that I write books about sex. I don't know. I don't know what, like, if I could get in trouble for that, but I just don't want to go there.
1: (laughs) I mean, I totally, I get it. And I mean,
2: but at the same time, like, it's just sex, people. I know. And I, I mean, look, obviously... I think it's fine but I just I don't know I feel like awkward about it. So no yeah. one knows. My husband knows and he's great. Like he wants to tell people so bad. Like we'll have conversations, well have people it will kind of like it could be like come up and he's just like looking at me like are you going to tell them? And I'm like no. Like like actually last night it was really funny because I was texting. I think it was you guys or no it was my editor and one of my like real life friends was like who are you talking to? And I'm like I'm like, well, tell me." And I'm like well, a friend is like, well, have you met them? I'm like, well, no, but, <laughs> and it's just like, no. it's like, I it just went down this, like rabbit hole. And I'm like trying to like find my way out of this. And I've had friends come over and they looked at my bookshelves and I did have a friend like pause because on my shelf, I've got like all my books, you know, and, like there's like 10 copies of each. And she's like, yeah. I'm looking, looking at me and I'm just like, neither one of us said anything. So I'm sure she might know. <laughs> <laughs> all of my best friends are online now. So it's like, all of my friends live like in different states and most of my friends now are people are I've met the book world so so yeah I mean my husband's really supportive and I know if my family knew like they'd be all for it um but I'm just kind of still in that spot where I'm like really anxious to tell people but I just like my envision is like hopefully I I'm manifesting it that I will be able to do this book thing and you know and not have to teach for a bit, and then I just can't wait to like post to everyone, like, hey, by the way,
0: look at these books that I write. You would know be really funny is the day that you hit the USA Today bestseller list,
2: and we're like, surprise, it's me. <laughs> so, yeah, so that would be a goal. Actually, yeah. really funny. One of my coworkers one time was scrolling through on her phone, and because she reads like so many books, and my book was on there, and I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, This oh it's not my real You're name. Like a bird, a bird, a- <laughs> like really? oh my god that is the consequence that is on her phone right now and i think i could die i came over to my husband and i was like this is like a year ago and i was like oh my god i don't know what to do right now <laughs> I'm a like to. you you saw mj's dad
0: last night he i mean he even he that man has a shirt that says my daughter writes porn
1: yeah
0: does he really no it's not it's
1: not rights porn it's my daughter works in the porn industry that's
2: (laughs) That's even better
1: yeah and like that's and he's like super supportive right like he loves me and he loves the fact that I'm writing books he's really proud of me like like, like, I talk all the time about how, like, my dad, like, goes to church regularly now, right? And, he'll, like, he told me the other night when I was there visiting, he was like he's, like, he's like, I am proud of you. He was like, listen, he's like, I go and I talk to Jack, and listen, this guy, it's this guy I go to church with. And this guy is, like, probably one of, has known me since I was, like, knee-high to a grasshopper. And he's, like, very involved in church. There's so like, very religious man. He's like, yeah, I was telling Jack the other day, you published another book. And I was like, oh, my God, Dad, please do not talk to people in the church about <laughs> I the books i write. write the books i write so my dad is extremely supportive but he'll be like i'll come in and he'll be like writing more than porn books lately and it's like yes yes i have
0: especially because <laughs> because mj's books nine times out of the ten the sex scenes are not in a bed ever
1: <laughs> never been. we have we have come to realize i think i've only wrote like two sex scenes where people are in our bed <laughs> that's great and it's only the in the-
0: like in showers and on washing
1: machines oh yeah, i'm just like fuck it oh wait till y'all read the sex scenes that's coming up in the next book oh god
2: yeah i had to for fog i had to uh I don't know what I, I mean I had to watch some porn on there I guess I'm like is this physically possible because it is not in bed listen, And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's the scene that you know, were telling us about my <laughs> biggest
1: recommendation ever I'm not even joking you is like when people are like writing like sex scenes
0: and like oh I'm stuck I'm like watch porn yeah like, and Kristen does not believe us like Kristen's like no like like I get stuck on this and I'm like go watch porn okay, okay listen like,
2: it is hard to write, and you're like, where is his hand? Where are his like? Where are his feet planted? You know, like, and then you're yeah. watching, so like, that's oh. why I don't understand these people
0: who write reverse harems. I'm like, where, bro? So where all the body parts go?
2: Yeah,
1: it's literally me. Co. Matthews writes the best reverse harem sex scenes ever because I genuinely could paint you a picture. She's so detailed. I could paint you a picture of where everybody is in a reverse harem sex scene, like where whose body part is touching. Like, it's so good. But I mean, I honestly don't think I could ever do it. My brain—I don't even know. Like, there's too many legs and hands, and yeah, not enough. You know, whatever.
2: So I um, love our age, but I also fall in love with like one or two of them too hard, Or I'm like, I can't be happy with all of them sharing one another at the end of it. Like I it's- do, because then I think it's like, oh, I get to keep
1: all of these. I don't know. have a boyfriend for I every single. <laughs> yeah I would be in a reverse harem I would out of everybody in the group out of everybody in the group like you know the thing that's like who is most likely to blank blank or whatever out of everybody in the group MJ is most likely to like end up in a reverse harem cult <laughs> <laughs> like I just like who would you hear on the news like oh like one of your friends like has joined a reverse harem like has joined a cult because she wants to be in a reverse harem like the first person you're gonna be like is um, oh, I- shit, MJ <laughs> yes it's fine I own it so anyways I'm gonna let Stevie take her reading questions and uh yeah and I think I'm gonna go pee I'm gonna go pee okay okay
0: guys thank you for that you're welcome I was letting everybody in the podcast know (laughs) um (laughs) has a book ever changed your life oh man or it could change your outlook on
2: life that could be a thing too I feel like It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover changed my life. Oh, my God. That um, oh wrecks you. Oh, my God. Wrecks you, but I don't want to spoil anything, but also, like, guys, it's been out for a long time, so you need to read it. Hashtag read Colleen Hoover. Yes. That's, like, literally every live I've ever got on. I'm like, you have to freaking read Colleen Hoover. She is my idol. If I ever, like, if she knew that I existed, I think I would just, I. I don't even know what I do.
0: Um, I went live once, and the whole time we're live, we're talking. Ha- hashtag read Colleen Hoover. Yes, she's amazing. You know, like, every person that
2: would listen to <laughs> like Colleen Hoover needs to get on this podcast right now. Um. Anyway, I feel like I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but that book is so eye-opening to certain relationships. I feel like, and why some people stay in relationships, like as an outsider, you might be like, why don't they just leave it, you know? And I feel like that book really opened my eyes. Like, wow. Like sometimes you don't realize the kind of, you know, when you're in it, you don't realize what's going on and the type of person that this is. Because in that book, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but there was a long time where I kept making excuses for a certain character. And then like once things like actually escalated to a point of no return, I looked back and I was like, oh my God. Like, you should not have been doing that. But also, I understand why people sometimes stay in relationships they shouldn't. Um, and I also feel like I grew up with a single mom. And I feel like I don't, oh God, I don't want to spoil anything. But like, I also, I feel like I respected her a lot more after reading that story, too. Um, so, yeah, that's it. ends with us. It really changed my life. Also, by Colleen Hoover, Verity changed my life in a whole different way because it blew my fucking mind.
0: Oh, so. home. I would like to also state because I've talked about this before is there is a video on Colleen Hoover's TikTok of the inside of her house and this woman has like clowns and like the the creepiest shit in this house
2: yeah her and Taryn Fisher like go back and like give each other's creepy things like there's a doll with like actual teeth And one of them
0: has. Colleen sent Taryn a freaking placenta candle with a placenta inside of it. I don't remember how long ago this was. This was easily probably close to 10 years ago. But this was like the height of their friendship at the time. And they're like sending these ridiculous gifts back and forth. And I'm watching on Instagram like. And Taryn posts this video and goes, "Why am I friends with this girl? She sent me
2: <laughs> a <Yeah>. placenta candle. <laughs> Help me right now! If y'all send me a placenta ca- candle, I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm out.
1: Wait, why? Because listen. Now, hold up. Time at pause. <laughs> no. Um, no. Like, obviously, I'm not gonna send you guys like a placenta candle, but I think it's kind of funny. Like, it's like a gift
2: that it's, you.
0: It's definitely funny. But <laughs> it's unique."
2: But like so I'm not there is I'm also a video.
0: It. I think there's a video on Colleen's Instagram, like far, far back, of those of Taryn and her at a double tree hotel. And they're standing there and they're like, Welcome to the Double Tree.
2: Oh, yes. I think I know which one you're talking about. Um together yeah, for like goals. Like I love them. If I could ever meet the two of them and just like You know, pretend that I'm their friend for a day. Pretend I'm
1: their friend, me.
2: (laughs) I mean, I would love it. Colleen actually helped my husband propose to me. She made a video like a few, like five years ago. It was that's amazing. Yeah, I know. She somehow like I know. I'm her biggest fan. I'm telling you, if she comes on this podcast, I will cry happy tears for you guys. She wants to be going.
1: I've never, I've never read a Colleen
2: (gasps) read Colleen Hoover you're joking
0: I've never read a call you're
2: fucking joking I swear Look, to
0: God. you like angst and you like crying you need to go right now and you need to go buy it ends with us and just go Is not
1: and- the one where like the last line of the book is like you don't have to swim anymore Lily Yes. yeah really it's like swim? Atlas
0: and Lily or something right yes. I-, I need you to go buy this book and I need you to go read it does she commit blasphemy in that book what? I mean, we no one dies. In that book. Okay,
1: cool. Thank you. But
0: right. there are, but like we were talking about, there are times in this book where you're making excuses for wrong characters and, oh God. and it opens your eyes to a lot of different things. And it's one of those books that will forever be ingrained in my brain. Yes. It'll change your life. I like um, it before, so I might just do it. That and it, and it, that and um all your perfects, like that book.
2: Did me in, and I'm like an ugly love. November nine. Besides, uh, it, ugly love like, was love another very one. You you haven't read Verity?
1: Nope, I've never oh read it.
2: God. Oh my
0: god, you need what to read is. Verity.
2: You it's would so love
0: it. Good, oh y'all are making me stressed I need okay. to go write these write these books down, and you, you need to go read them. I'm literally buying It Ends with Us right now as we okay. talk on the phone. Also
2: buy Verity because you're gonna love it. If you love like horror for like uh,
0: yeah because um you you wonder how like you think this woman is a contemporary romance novel She's author her- and then her- you look at the inside of her house and then you're like no shit this is why she wrote verity
2: yeah it's <laughs> amazing and i need to like have a talk with you because like there's two like at the end of it there is a discussion to be had
1: yes oh
0: god okay okay we'll- so on
2: to, uh, what attracts you to a
0: book, the cover, a blurb, or the recommendation?
2: Uh, cover. Honestly, the cover, and then the blurb, and then recommendation, if we're being very honest. Like, the cover has to hook me, and then the blurb, and then, I mean, if people recommend it, that's great, but I feel like I'm way more a cover person and a blurb person.
0: I'm a cover I, I go
2: back and forth between cover and blurb, because also I feel like you could have an awesome cover. If I'm not feeling your blurb, I'm probably not going to download it. I might want to own it, to like just have it on my shelf. But like reading it, maybe the blurb. I don't know. That's a tough one.
1: I like it. It's I good. could go either way. Good answer. It's a good answer.
0: Um, uh, what are who are some of your favorite authors besides Colleen Hoover? Because we already
2: discussed this. <laughs> um Taryn Fisher the opportunist series like I love them have you read um, the wrong, I think it's the not wrong opportunity. family have you read the wrong family I yet no oh
0: my god
2: um I think it's the love lies am I not it's the book one is the opportunist for Taryn Fisher Candy Signer, um mm-hmm. love candy uh Brittany Cherry changes my life oh my god Brittany Cherry's
0: uh, uh is it Cherry Beats is that what it's called? Hold up. I, I like. I read her a couple like years ago, and the book that I that stands out for me from her that I read a couple years ago was The Space in Between.
1: Yes. Oh, that was so good. I'm probably thinking of a different. That whole Element series is so so good. Yeah. you um, of somebody else. The Cherry Beats is by Vicki James. Never mind. Never mind. Ignore me. If you've ever read Pretty Cherry, oh God, her books are so good. You need to read them. I haven't, I haven't read them yet. I'm gonna have to
2: um kennedy ryan um I'm trying to think what some other of my favorites like those I'm excited for
0: some kennedy ryan on tv
2: I, i'm so excited so
0: excited for these yes um, i'm like bouncing waiting for these for these to come out like just give them all to me because i need to see everything on screen
2: yeah her her writing is phenomenal um so those are a few of my favorites um I also love Jim, uh, Jennifer Armentrout,
0: Uh Oh, I love, Jennifer Ar- I love her.
2: Yeah, JLA. J-L-A. Um, so what
0: is your favorite book by Candy Steiner?
2: <sighs> oh my God, this determines our friendship. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's gotta be a love letter to whiskey for me just because that's the first one that I read. And it just like changed. Like, I feel like that was one of the first books I read that I was like, I feel sick reading this but yeah. I fucking love this feeling of being sick reading this. When
1: I got to the end of A Love Letter to Whiskey I was like when I got near the end right I was like oh god there's not gonna be a fucking halfway around. Yes
2: like that was one of the first books I remember reading like and panicking like oh my god like what I is.
1: love and like I know that a lot of people were like oh no I don't like like the back and forth and back and forth and I was like no but that's like that's, 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 that's what, like, the
0: that's, because man, that's what soulmates go through. So yeah. that, that's my number one, but my number two is definitely Make Me Hate You. It's good, too. I, I love that book.
1: Revelry is so underrated, and I love that book.
2: I um, like Revelry. I liked Waitlist, too. I, I think there's a two that I haven't read, and then I haven't read the um, Becker Brothers ones.
0: Don't win the rock. They're, they're good. They're good.
1: I like those books.
2: um Make me hate you. Is that the? That's more recent, right? Twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's, and it's like recent. the
2: blonde girl on the cover. Yep. Yes. Okay. I love that one. Like the the wedding. Yeah. The, it was, oh uh, yeah.
0: Jasmine, Jasmine
2: and Ty. Is that a thing? Oh. Yeah. yeah. That one was so good. Oh god, it hurts so good.
0: I love it. I love it. I that nothing will ever compare to reading the scene of them fighting like and the
2: chills that it gives you. Yeah. She I mean, Candy just got the angst thing figured out, figured out. Like
0: there's there's only one other scene that's very similar t- to that one, or not similar to like how it was written or the what happens in it, but it's similar to what it does to me when I read it. And that book is that scene is in stirred by charity Farrell. and i bo- mj knows what scene i'm talking about we've had this discussion the one with jamie and cohen Yep. towards right after noah's birthday party that scene jess was reading it last weekend and jess got to that part and goes you did not prepare me for this and i'm like nope i did not
2: <laughs> yeah i haven't read those but apparently i need to
0: Charity, oh my god, Charity Farrell's books. If you like Candy Steiner, I think you'd like Charity Farrell. The okay. so, hers are very high angst too, and they're just the, the first one is, um, the trope is how would you describe that? Amazing. Uh, the, the, it's the sister the sister nephew's father. So... So is that an uncle? Maybe. No, is that so an uncle Cohen <laughs> has a son named Noah okay. with Jamie's sister. So Okay. Jamie, but she's not involved. So it's a single dad trope. Okay. I get what you're saying. in love with her, her sister. Got it. Okay.
2: Got it. Here for it. Ooh, I feel like another one that destroyed me was Justin Wilder. Uh what was have you read those beginning ones? Ooh, kind of like a Molly McClain. Um, Molly which, which one? It's one of her early <laughs> ones, and it's about brothers. And then, like, the something happens to one of the brothers that, like, is it that one falling under? Yes, those are falling into you, falling under, or mm-hmm. something like that. Falling under and falling into you. Oh, god, those ones.
0: Those are some of my favorites.
2: Dude, that was one of those. are
0: like old school, just into wilder ones, too. Yeah
2: sobbed like uncontrollably sobbed i feel like Look, i read, have, two,
0: have like read the same book i did like 10 years ago when all I i've
2: i mean i've been in this indie world for a long time and finally i was like i'm gonna write a fucking book and i did
0: like, but, He's a big fan of kaylee ryan like i am so. yes. <laughs> you know a book that i
1: think that is so underrated that everybody just needs to read what midnight valentine by jt gessinger
2: I don't know if I've read that. The title is I don't know if the author it is so good. It's like one of my
1: favorite books of all time.
2: Look, okay. I didn't read I can't even tell you the last book that I read. So I was, that's my I'm, next question is what is your last five-star read? Oh my god, I can't even begin to tell you. So I took when I when I write, I try to take a step away from the genre that I write in just because yeah. I feel like I don't want anything to get mixed in
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so i did read while writing fog um god what is a uh, kingdom of blood and ash is that the first book in that series yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i did read that in the first two i've not read the third yet so i think that was the last those were the last two books that i read i read 100 five stars for me but the last like contemporary book i read like i could not even begin to tell you because i just tried to take a step Back from them and at first I was just gonna do like the rock star musician romances but then I was like I don't know to be safe like I'm just gonna just avoid it all so I'm busy I mean I don't even know when I have time to read because by the time I lay in bed which is like the time that I used to read I'm out from the day <laughs> like I'm asleep in about two seconds flat well, you're just
0: so. a five month old around like yeah. caring for him all day long so <laughs> speaking well, of recommendation books oh go ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead
1: sorry go No, you're fine. I was waiting for you. Oh. No. Kat was saying something. Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. So you (laughs) go. Speaking of recommendation books that I have to start reading, shout out to Saffron Kent. She sent me a book called When Stars Go Dark by Paula McClain. Have you guys read it? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. So this is it. Look how pretty it is
2: it's beautiful like I love that cover I do.
1: she sent it to me and she's like this is my favorite read from last year and she was like hope you like it and I was like girl made me cry in the club but I just want to shout her out and say that if you haven't read this book go read it because uh, apparently it's good
2: Saffron is another book like author that I love like love so there's Saffron, a, there's a like, blows my mind because I'm like she's so amazing in the fact that you know where I'm like oh my god
0: there's an book on MJ's shelf that she needs to read. Wink, wink. I can't say who it is on here right now because it will spoil a lot of things. Is it the one I bought where the cover's beautiful? Yes.
1: Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, I do need to read that. First of all, I can't even fucking find it. Where the hell is it? I it. Oh, I see it. I see it now. I see it now. Yeah, I need to read it. Okay, so we're moving to, sadly, we've reached the end of the podcast, but however, this is our favorite portion. This is trope questions. We okay. love a good trope. So... Yeah what is your favorite trope to write and why?
2: Well, I know this is hard because I haven't like established a lot of books out, you know. Put yeah, all the books out. You, still, you still wrote four books, I mean, from those four. I mean, I feel like I love a good enemies to lovers or friends to lovers. The one I am most excited to write, but I haven't done it. I kind of did it in The Consequence Loving Me, but like not the way that I want to, like is a love triangle, because that's my favorite oh. trope in the world. I love a love triangle. Haven't written one yet, because I feel like I just, like, I want to write a good one. Like, I don't want there to be a favorite. Like, I, I want to Molly it. Molly McAdam is a book. Yes, I want to <laughs> be so hard, and actually, what I'm working on next is going to be that, finally. So, I'm pumped, so.
0: Everybody needs a Molly McAdams, like, taking
2: chances. <laughs> I just, I love, like, when, I just love a love triangle, when, like, there's, like, back and forth on who people like, you know. Well, like some people like this character, some people like this. So one. a book that's
0: I- that you should read and it's by Molly McLean. And it's called We're Made of Moments. And it is the I love that
2: book. Okay. I haven't read that either.
0: And it is a love triangle in the
2: beginning. And it just Yeah, I want like I don't want one where a character dies or one ends up being an asshole. Like not it's not an easy way out, but like a way out like makes the person choose like no I want I'll her to you a little bit
0: more off air so I don't give it away to everybody else <laughs> but I won't tell you who she chooses because there's a lot of drama that goes into what who she chooses okay so that's my answer what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why you just answered that though
2: yeah a love triangle is it um I also would love to do a sports romance like I feel like that seems like it Ooh, my alley. I have some ideas, but I love a good sports romance. Um, um, what is one trope that you will never write? Um, never write. I I feel like everyone on this podcast says secret baby, and I am like, I have like three ideas for a secret baby, so not that. Um <laughs> probably like mafia or like mc. Uh-huh. I don't see myself writing a mafia or mc. Why the fuck people gotta do me like this? I'm not saying, I love those books. I'm not saying anything against them. I just don't see myself writing them. I think you could do it. I think you could do it. I think I could. I feel like I could do anything if I like really sat down and researched it. I just, I feel like I I have a lot of ideas floating around in my head and I don't have any for those. So that's just what I'm saying.
1: I literally have an entire MC series plotted out. See, I don't. I don't want to write it anytime soon, but there is just something like when you get, like when you research stuff like that, like I'm telling you, if you research like Mafia and like MC, you'd get sucked in and you'd be like,
2: yeah. I think a reverse uh, yeah. harem. I I like that is like if I write a reverse harem, like I don't know what's happening in this world because I just don't see myself doing that well. I, I fall in love with like one or two too much that I don't think I can do, <laughs> like effectively.
1: Um Stevie is going to take our last question and then we're gonna let you talk about yourself for a little bit. I would guess your zodiac sign. However, we already know I know I- your entire
0: birth chart. So <laughs> <laughs> you <too>. that's cheating. <laughs> If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story?
2: Oh, that's hard. That's a good one. I feel like my real life love story was an age gap, like forbidden romance. Oh,
0: shit. See, we had had somebody on here that has had a a real life, uh, Miss Jenna Hartley, who married her rowing coach from college. College (laughs) uh, Yeah,
1: right?
2: Not that spicy, but my husband was definitely older than me and we should not date it when we started dating but it ended up fine yeah, um, fuck it yeah you know I love it uh so honestly like I don't know part of me would love like a love triangle but I feel like that would be like so destroying. but also like I don't know I just fucking love love triangles but I don't know if I'd actually want to live a love triangle um, I feel like I like the forbidden romance. Like I just feel like that's so like I don't know, like hot, you know?
1: CV's is the one that makes I feel like makes the most sense. What's yours?
0: Billionaire.
2: Oh my god, why didn't I think of that? Okay, and everybody always tells me that because when they oh find out which
0: one I choose.
2: Yeah, I want to do that. I want like a forbidden romance with a billionaire.
0: But see if you see, think about it. If you live if you want a if you want a billionaire for your story. It could be friends to lovers. It could be enemies to lovers. It could be anything with a subgenre. Yeah, in
2: it. it could be forbidden because of boss. Like, um, yeah, I like yours. I'm taking it. I'm
1: changing my mind. Stevie comes up with the best ones, bro. I'm telling you. Best I one.
0: I think people are really honestly surprised they don't say secret baby. <laughs> I mean, I feel like
1: I don't want to live a secret baby. No, I no.
2: don't want to live a secret baby. No. The pressure that would be in real life, like,
1: no thank you
2: no thank you
1: That's um no. however i just yawned however we have sadly reached the end of our podcast however kat this is the moment where we let you talk about yourself if you have an upcoming release a sale going on anything about you people where to find you out pimp yourself out right here
2: right well this is the part that gives me anxiety but we're gonna do it um i have a book releasing this month it released this is june 24th it is called found it on goodbye we talked about it earlier but it is just that pop star romance um it's going to be very very angsty and it's definitely a slow burn so if those are your jam you can go ahead and pre-order that book on all retailers well not amazon yet but it will go up on amazon um if you want an arc of that book you can still sign up um i was going to say bloggers
0: yeah bloggers, bloggers,
2: sign up readers, message bookers. me
0: if you want to get
2: on i can put you <laughs> <laughs> yes um the more the merrier and yeah you can find me on all platforms under at author Kat Singleton that's me let's talk stop me I love it <laughs> and yeah that's really it you National- did so
1: good thanks um that was great uh we really appreciate you coming on the podcast we love you so much and uh yeah we hope you have a great night thank you guys for
2: having me and I love you both